CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And come to our Instagram on Mondays and tell us what your thinkies are that you have discovered recently. It's a real party over there. We got a we got a really good thingy this week that just sparked. It was like a revelation for us. You know, um, I want to say in gen- about thingies in general, also about the specific thingy is that I've like never been more convinced that the monoculture is dead because the things that people accept as generally known or or that they refer to as famous, that I have no idea what they are, is shocking. Like the number of people who are like, you know, the famous dip or the famous pasta. And I'm like, I think the only thing everyone is consuming is Barbie and Olivia Rodrigo. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. like as of right, as of right, right this, this moment. Yeah. Or even just we'll pass Barbie. We're just straight Olivia Rodrigo right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but a lot yeah. of people call things famous or just assuming that we have context for things. And they're like, well, you know that perfume yeah. that everybody wears. I'm like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? It makes me feel both young and old. You know, keeps me young, but makes me feel old. But I don't, I think you're right that it's not even necessarily an age thing. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, we're at, we're not in the same grade. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like we, we assume that we're all seeing the exact same internet and we're not. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I I think that is absolutely the case when it comes to famous dips and fame. What, what's yes. the, there was like a famous Snickers dupe. <laughs> <laughs> the, this, the date Snickers, the date Snickers. So basically the date Snickers is a recipe where you stuff dates with Snickersy type things. It's like <laughs> chocolate and okay. and almonds or something. And, Almond butter, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. Exactly. Chocolate. Or exactly. peanuts, Thank maybe. You. Maybe peanuts I was like, are in Snickers. I was like, what in the world goes in Snickers? It's, yes, it's chocolate and peanuts. Okay. But I, like many of the people who responded being like, wait, what is mm-hmm. this? Initially was like, wait, is there a Snickers with dates? <laughs> like, is this like? Oh, I knew. What's happening? I knew. You, you act like you don't know the internet. You, you, of course, it's somebody being like, no, a date with a chunk of dark. It's a dupe. dupe. And like, and you know, it's somebody. I know. I think I was just hoping that the internet was a new place. I know. know I mean, where I was going to get a a Snickers with dates in it. But instead, it was a date pretending to be a Snickers. It's so Um, signature internet to be like, this date tastes exactly like a Snickers. cucumber tastes exactly like noodles exactly Um, oh my god would we have zoodles if not for the internet no absolutely (laughs) not absolutely not 
Okay, so the thing we learned about this week was that Haley shared to our thingies, it's tattoo season again. And we were both like, I'm glad that you were as stunned as I was. I didn't know until you said you wanted to talk about it on the podcast because obviously we got so many DMs of being like, duh. <laughs> duh. We got so many DMs being like, duh. Claire, I have two tattoos. I know. This is why I'm glad that you also didn't know because it's not I just had me no being idea a, was a season. square with no tattoos. <laughs> it's not just, I mean, to be fair, I got my last tattoo in doesn't Ooh. matter. The rules haven't changed. I, well, I think they might have because I think people like I got my last tattoo way before tattoos were cool. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> tattoos I mean? have or always like, been be- the same amount of cool. You know, you it, think? Yes. Well, OK, I think they're much like trendier now. The idea of like getting a tattoo on a weekend is like such a different thing. That was not like I just think they've just always been cool with like a. A certain subset of people or something. I don't know. They just like, I think it's like for whom they are you cool think that, has uh, maybe has maybe. changed and like the age demo and the. But I don't know. I tattoos the, like, were cute so- early tattoo parlor thing or like I think that like every industry tattoos have gotten a glow up courtesy of like the right font and furniture. That is true. true. Uh huh. That but is true. I don't that know. Totally I like true. my mom had to so aggressively remind me that I was not allowed to get a tattoo when I was young because they were everybody thought they were so cool. OK, I think tattoos have always been cool for 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. But then the 18 year olds have always grown up. <laughs> right. But I think that getting tattoos when you're 30 is cooler now than it was. Okay, right. Because does that make sense? Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. The same way that like cartilage piercings were always cool when you were 18. But now a cartilage piercing is cool at 30. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's something millennial about what you're describing for sure. Oh, oh, here's a good follow on. My friend Bridget Mm -hmm. Her husband is like, you should get a nose ring. She's My like, friend Tanya just, just got a nose ring. See? Yeah, I think there's like a, is this part of our midlife crisis? For sure. Are, are For like sure. tattoos and piercings the, the midlife crisis? I don't know, but Tanya just sent us a picture today of her with a nose ring. And she was like, this one's fake, but I'm getting the real one tomorrow. It was a- Bridget's husband was like this. I think this would be the move <laughs> for you, like a little hoop. And she was like. I just, I'm not sure that this is, I don't know what makes you think that this is going to happen right now. Tanya's was a dainty, is, is a dainty gold hoop. Our babysitter who just turned 30 has a dainty gold hoop. I mean, again, I say as a person with a nose yeah. ring who forgets she has it most yeah. days. So, but also got that when I was 20. Yeah. All of the needles left my body at 20, apparently. That was the era for me. Before there um, was a season. Before there, before I knew of a season. Yeah. So apparently it is a, it, that fall is the season for tattoos. And in a way that is totally logical, because you when you get a tattoo, you have to avoid getting it wet for mm-hmm. healing purposes, and you have to avoid the sun for fading purposes. So it is not a beachy like you don't want it. You don't want to be hanging out on the beach after you get a tattoo. Despite the fact that I got my last tattoo on a beach in Fort Lauderdale with you, I remember that. But it was or was not the flamingo. It is the and your yeah, other one's it was a like heart. being in Florida. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that I got yeah. when I was like eighteen. Yeah, and. My mom took me and my friends were all like, what the fuck are you doing? This is so off brand for you. But I stand by it. And you put did, when you got it done at the beach, did you cover it up? 
It's bandaged, okay. and I, we definitely got it at the end of spring okay. break. So it was really, it didn't prove to be an issue. Did anybody else um, get one? No. I can remember like where it happened. I remember very little else about it. Yeah, no, everybody came and watched, if I recall. Maybe some, oh, you know what? I feel like there's maybe a belly button piercing mm, that was happening. I could see, you know yeah, what I, mean? I think you might be right. So this was I feel spring like a couple break. belly buttons got pierced, and I got it. This was Fort Lauderdale, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh (laughs) 20 years ago. It's your 20 year anniversary. I like I truly can't believe how many people responded saying that they they were like, yes, this is tattoo season. I, too, am thrilled. I I Googled and I was like, where is our Mm -hmm. Thursday Styles piece on this? (laughs) Or somebody like how how is nobody writing about this? Because given our responses, if three is a trend, we deserve at least seven pieces on the Internet. Well, but the, the most tattooed person I know, my cousin responded to us and was like, there is not a season. And there's not a season. So I was like, well, I trust you. She has a lot of tattoos. Okay. So at first I was like, but you live in LA Mm -hmm. where it's like always, always, always cool and whatever weather, what would be the difference (laughs) to you? And she was like, no, my East Coast friends also don't treat it like there's a season. And maybe it's because they have like full sleeves or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have like Mm -hmm. a whole, like there's just more going. And then she said, for me, there's nothing worse than having to wear clothing over a healing tattoo, Mm -hmm. which makes a ton of sense. Okay. You know, I want to come back to something you posited earlier. Yeah. The, the thing you posited earlier about the, the the tattoos being more popular now. Here's what I can unequivocally say would never have happened in 2003 when you were getting your yeah. tattoo. Yeah. We had an employee, God love her, God bless her, who once came to us and was <laughs> like, can I leave early tomorrow? My favorite stick and poke tattoo artist is coming to New York. And I got an appointment. And we were like limited appointments, extremely <laughs> limited availability. We, of course, all had to we all knew what stick and poke was, which I think, again, speaks well, to the yes, fact that and the I, culture and, has changed. And yes. And there are also now stick and poke tattoo artists like at parties. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't being invited to those types of parties when I, I was that age. I, I went to an Amsam party a couple yeah. of years ago where they were doing tattoos. Yeah. I'm at the party. Amanda Clute like, of Eater fame yeah. just posted something about getting a tattoo at a party. I wasn't being invited to cool places in 2003. So I don't know. But I don't think these things were happening at parties. I don't think people were being like, can I have a hall pass to go get a stick and poke tattoo? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. The other thing that I learned about tattoo parlors recently that was like a favorite just niche COVID story was that tattoo parlors used the Constitution to argue that they should be allowed to stay open during COVID lockdowns Mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. There had been some, I think, like lower Supreme Court cases that had classified tattoo as tattoos as free speech under the First Amendment. Of course. Because it's creative expression and you're saying Uh stuff. And so Uh all of these tattoo parlors who, like so many other businesses during COVID, were struggling because their business could not be conducted online made the case that this was a violation of their First Amendment rights, that, that they had to be closed. Unfortunately for them, the judge who considered the trial was like, public health is more important in this case. Like that, this is yeah, being decided yeah, yeah, on yeah, that. We're, we're weighing that. They didn't get it. And, you know, they suffered. But now they're doing great. And they're all doing, people are getting COVID-themed tattoos. It's tattoo season. Yeah. You know, they're doing great. It's tattoo season. I do wonder how, yeah, I wonder what the like the P&L of a tattoo business looks like. You know, I mean, is is it seasonal? Does it align with spooky season is basically my big question. 
great question. Does it align? Because it feels right. Well, like it feels like, right. Erica, I don't know. Seasonal I, and yeah. I'm just so I don't thrown know. by this idea that tattoos are more popular. I think you could be right. It just ne- fully never occurred to me. I think for sure. Yeah. On on adults, yeah. Well, ta- that's the, the thing. Stigma. If you get a tattoo as a young person, you're going to have a tattoo as an adult. That's no, the I, thing. Of course, the getting them as adults. Okay. The getting them All as right. adults. The getting them as adults. Well, yeah. maybe there's also some, yeah. Maybe also the fact that they can be removed easier makes them more, or more so than they used to be, makes them more uh, yeah. popular. Yeah, totally. Totally. Thank you so much to the Natural Diamond Council for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, No Diamonds. Probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing healthcare, building schools, and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and provides more land than Paris, London, and NYC combined. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and NYC combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. That's naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. Thank you so much to Weston for sponsoring today's episode. The older I get, the more I feel like I have to just routinize everything in my life. Mm. Like I can't, I like, I don't know. I used to feel like I could like take breaks from the routine and be oh, like, no. well, like, you know, th- I'm on vacation or I'm traveling for work Mm-mm. or like whatever. It's like totally fine. I'll just like not exercise for a few days or I'll like, you know, eat, eat like junk from the airport mm-hmm. as a meal, like a Rice Krispie treat and some gummies. What's wrong with that? How is that not dinner? And at this point, I'm like, no, I actually just like, if I don't stick to routines, if I don't work out or stretch, if I don't, you know, pack the right things in my suitcase, if I don't eat well when I'm traveling, I'm totally screwed. And Weston gets it. They like totally get this. They support all of these things that we need as as new old people. Once you get to a certain age, it is just no longer the case that calories don't count when you're not in your home state. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you got to just... You got to keep up with it. And with over 200 destinations around the world, Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Weston hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. And at Weston, you can work out how you want. They have so many fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you are away. They have their Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. They have group runs led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easier for you to explore the local areas, which is a personal pain point for me when traveling. Or you can borrow their workout equipment and bring it into your room and do your thing, you know, in private with Bala products and Hyperice products. And they make sure that you eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, which is designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Their chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on desired portion size, nutritional balance, and ingredients. They make it easier for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination, and let's never, ever forget about Weston's renowned heavenly bed, which is a whole thing. At Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. 
Find wellness on your next day at Weston. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. going to talk about music on this episode if you can mostly country music mostly country music you had had some thoughts about music and I made a special request which is that I need you to give me a primer on who all the country music stars are because they're all always getting in trouble or doing something and they're getting more famous and I can never remember which ones are okay and which ones are not because it feels like a, you know, there's a decent percentage of them whose politics I'm not aligned with. So I need to know who I can be okay with among the Zacks and the Lukes and the Bryans and the Chris's and the Lanes. And and the Luke Bryans and the Zach Bryans. No, there's a, most of them are honestly named Zach, Luke and Jason, Mm -hmm. the men right now. And that is contributing Mm -hmm. to your confusion in a really significant Mm way. Also, like what you were saying, that country music is, quote unquote, having a Mm -hmm. moment right now. And in a way that is fascinating to me as someone who like does not really follow the ebb and I just listen to country music all the Mm -hmm. time. I don't Mm -hmm. follow the ebb and flow of it. But Rolling Stone did a story that was like country music summer of streaming domination by Ethan Millman and both Casey Lewis and Emily Sundberg were like ahead of that mm-hmm. and were like calling that that was going to happen in their respective sub stacks. Country influenced fashion is having a moment. I mean, obviously, like Barbie, Cam wants it to be Barbie for Halloween. And when I was like, what does that look like? And I Googled Barbie costumes. It's all the cowgirl costume from the movie. Well, Cam also told me the other oh, yeah. day that he wants a country girl shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked what that meant. Mm-hmm. And the answer is Western shirt. Mm-hmm. But he he called it specifically yeah, a country, a girl, country shirt. girl shirt. Does he know about Lil Nas X and his style? No, because he that, missed. Yeah, I think. Well, he knows what I want, but he's never seen Lil Nas X. Like he likes that song, What I Want, but he was too young for the first Lil Nas X, the Billy Ray Cyrus collab. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be worth. Yeah, I agree about that. I agree about that. Um, I think because I think that is also very fun personal style. New York Magazine's Vulture also did this whole package mm. on the '90s country like revival, like, the like Shania. As in the '90s country music sound. Mm. Yeah, not even the artists okay. so much as like that country mm. energy mm-hmm. is back. Okay, right. Now. Okay. The other reason I think that this is happening is because magazines have to write about something and they can't write about movies because no movie stars will 
can promote. So like they have to put somebody on the cover. So we got 17 interviews with Olivia Rodrigo and we have so much coverage of all these musicians in general because. Oh, and Sofia Coppola is our next gal. We're going to just see 100 interviews with Sofia Coppola because we need. Yeah. Celebrities and and our supermodels cover Mm -hmm. and all of it because we need people who um, Who aren't striking athletes who aren't striking people who are not striking. Yeah. No, it's all super fascinating. Okay, it's hard because I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Morgan Wallen and Jason Aldean. Are they the only ones? I know, but you do have to tell us part of this exercise. The point of it is to know who we don't like. I know I don't like Jason Aldean. Don't try that in a small town. Jason Aldean. And he's also the one whose wife went on like an anti-trans rampage on Instagram and got in a fight with Mayor Morris about it. Okay. Yeah. Morgan Wallen's the one who's like loves Ron DeSantis. Morgan Wallen's the one who used the N-word. Okay. That guy, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like didn't apologize. But is maybe dating Kristen Cavalieri now? Mm. Or so, uh, okay. There's like, listen, th- th- let's just put those two men aside. Okay, but we just needed, in- that was still part of the exercise. We need to know who these people know, are. Everybody knows the stories. I just got to remember. So, okay. Well, you don't want to give them airtime, but I'm just saying. I know, I know, I know, okay. I know. So here are some men I am interested in. And to start mm-hmm. with, and then we're going to move mm-hmm. on to women who I'm significantly more interested okay. in than any than any man. Okay. So from here on like, out, if we hear you mention a man, we're okay to like him and his music. I stand by everything he's ever done. <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> the danger. This is my thing about Post Malone. You're like, we're going to talk about him. And I'm like, yeah, but I like the danger of I, saying I, Claire, you like with, a man. I, Claire, exactly. Like these are guys whose music I listen to and don't feel bad about yet. How about that? Great. Okay, Luke Combs, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Luke Bryan. Okay. Okay. He has this great song called it, When It Rains, It Pours. It's a mm-hmm. little Dirks Bentley. It's a little Brooks and Dunn. The reason you've heard of him is he did this cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Check. Familiar. Check. Couldn't have told you who did he, it, but familiar. He seems like a nice guy. I agree. Seems like a nice guy. There's been a lot of like questions, opinions back mm-hmm. and forth about like, what does it mean that this mm-hmm. white cis male country artist Mm -hmm. covered this queer black folk Mm -hmm. woman song. Okay. The pinning that matters most is Tracy's. Mm -hmm. And she has said, I never expected to find myself on the country charts, but I'm honored to be there. I'm happy for Luke and his success and grateful that new fans have found an embraced fast car. She's the first black woman to have a sole writing credit credit as a number one country song. So she, so she's a songwriter, Mm -hmm. right? Which means she is making money every time this plays, which is very important. Mm -hmm. She's that he didn't like riff on this song and record something new. Mm -hmm. It's not like an ode to it is a cover. And this woman is making money. And also her streaming is up of the original. And then of other Tracy Chapman songs. So people are, in fact, discovering her music through this cover, which I just find to be absolutely delightful and thrilling. Love, 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 love. Great. And, you know, I know my opinion on this does not matter. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just really cool that he relates to this song. Yeah, and I agree that, about like, that. This, yeah. this like being like, oh, the fact that he does find this black queer woman song and experience something that he connects with. Wonderful. I mean, iconic song. Great song. Iconic. Song. Yeah. Iconic song. OK, Zach Bryan. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Luke Bryan again or Zach. Brown. Thank you. Thank um, you for acknowledging that this is not easy for any of us. It is. It, Claire, it is not easy. It, they're, and they're, I want to say that Zach Bryan is where I got tripped up because I was like, I think I like this guy and I think maybe he's dating somebody cute, but I also think maybe 
we don't like him for some reason. I couldn't. I So I am not like obsessed with his music, okay. but people super are. Okay. He has a song called Something in the Orange. It ha- it's very like sort of Chris Stapleton-esque. And are we going to get into Chris Stapleton or can I ask about him now? You can ask about him. Is he Tennessee Whiskey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love that yeah. guy. Wait, I should. He was on a Taylor Swift album too. I like yeah. this guy. He has that song, You Should Probably Leave, which I love. That You know that song? I feel like it's a very you yeah. song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, totally. He's like a little bit like campfire-y for me. Mm, he's like um, bluesy. He's a, he's more, he's bluesy. Yeah, like a little more like growly bluesy in yeah. a way that is like not as much my flavor. But people love him. He is great. He's like a thing. There's nothing not to like. I like so that Zach, one. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Zach Bryan, I, if I like... Chris Stapleton, I might like Zach Bryan. You, okay. you might like okay. Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan has this duet out with Casey Musgraves right now that debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. So not the country charts, like the act- like the big one okay. called I Remember Everything. Okay. The fun things to know about him are that he was in the Navy and then he was honorably just charged after eight years when his music went viral to pursue his career. Wow. The, I know. The Army was like... The American people <laughs> the need Navy, you in Navy a different like, capacity. You, they need you. They need you. He also is just very committed to his fans actually being able to see and afford to see his shows. Yeah, that's um, great. And for his tickets not to be like scooped up by scalpers. And he played at Forest Hills this summer in Queens because they don't sell through Ticketmaster. And he released a live album last year called All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> which is just that's an really funny absolute delight like what a great troll and then recently this is a question you had mm-hmm. about him you're like he was arrested was it a bad mm-hmm. what was he arrested for am I supposed to be concerned mm-hmm. he was arrested for talking back to an Oklahoma highway cop and when he apologized for like you know getting out of hand he said I support law enforcement as much as anyone can great quote that is what we should all be saying. <laughs> I support law enforcement as much as anyone can. Great. Wow. I, you know, if his PR gave him that line, they deserve a race. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and Joe Jonas should hire that PR. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we just, let's go. Thank you so much to Pillsbury for sponsoring today's episode. We talked on a recent podcast episode about how apparently this is tattoo season and mm. it is obviously spooky season, mm. but it is also oven season. Oh, wow. Yes, it is. It's roasting and toasting season. Yeah. I really like did not use my oven all summer if I could help it. And it felt really great, but I'm like excited to be baking things. But then also mm-hmm. when you start going down the road of baking things, you're like, oh, right. It actually is messy and time consuming and like kind of a whole thing. Um, that's the fall vibe that is the fall time consuming that is totally the fall vibe but maybe you just want the like share horowitz pulling the cookies out of the oven moment which is like the total pillsbury crescent roll situation wow pillsbury crescent roll is so excited that you have just (laughs) drawn a straight line between it and one of the most culturally relevant iconic moments in cinema baking and baking and baking baking. because Uh, but but like the thing is yeah it is just like fun to have something cooking and fun to have kids help cooking but again the mess and the that the that and this is like a kid-friendly way to do the thing and a like everybody friendly way to do the thing 
I love this. The crescent rolls are so easy to make your own. They have weeknight recipes that are easy as fill, roll, and bake because you can put anything inside a crescent roll, truly anything. You can put some pepperoni in there and make a pepperoni pizza crescent roll. You can do chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls. You can put chocolate inside, make it a chocolate croissant. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Your kids do (laughs) care. Listen, you can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. You can also find so many recipe ideas at pillsbury.com. Just, you know, search for it, fill, roll, bake. You can do dinner prep in 30 minutes or less, and you can please your picky eaters. Honestly, you can please yourself because who does not like a Pillsbury Crescent Roll? Buy more weeknight dinner recipes at pillsbury.com. Thank you to the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for sponsoring today's episode. As I think you all know, Claire and I really value our liberal arts educations and like all of the various classes that we took as undergrads that really expanded our minds and taught us how to think and just like introduced us to each other. I mean, all of this, the, mm-hmm. the, like this glory. But also there are some real world skills that we are seriously lacking. I never took an accounting class in my life. Really wish I would have a marketing class probably would have been useful. Like a lot of things that as we have built and grown and sold and are building and growing other businesses would have been really nice. For sure. Practical skills that one can use in life and in work. What does a PL look like? Didn't learn that. It's Maybe useful. useful. <laughs> Even if you don't deal with the PL in your day-to-day life, it's just good to know about. Listen, the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business is in the business of investing in women, and they want their students to feel empowered in their careers. They're committed to helping them achieve their dreams, no matter their background, work experience, or future goals. So meet Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition cost with the average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs, and they're all about career transformation. Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world, six years running. Their advisors can assist you through one-on-one coaching, interview prep, resumes, and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. That's gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. What would you say if I told you that the person responsible for introducing us to the idea of you, the book that we don't ever stop talking about, has her own podcast? What would you say? What What would you say? say? You'd say, (laughs) let me go subscribe. Let me listen. Get me in there. Becca Freeman, who was is truly like responsible for spreading the gossip of the idea of you to so many people, has a podcast with her friend, Olivia Mentor. It is called Bad on Paper, and it is so good. And we think if you like this podcast, you are going to like their podcast too. Yes. It, they talk about books all the time. There's a book club pick. They recently did Happy Place by Emily Henry, Fourth Wing. I mean, the stuff people are talking about, the stuff exactly. people are talking about. And listening feels like having a glass of wine with your best friends. And the hosts are also writing books. In fact, in fact, Becca's just came out and you just read it and loved it. The Christmas Orphans Club is truly just a warm hug. I, I, it's, it's like a combo between a romance novel slash a really good season of Friends slash a really good New York movie. Like it's just, it's, it's wow. Cozy. Wow. I love and it. And it's Christmassy. It's Christmassy and it's, yeah. you know, it's fall. We're getting cool. We're getting mm-hmm. cool. There's a huge catalog so you can jump in anywhere. The episodes really require no context and you get to know the hosts as you listen. So give bad on paper a shot. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, Kane Brown, who, God bless him, is not, it has, an, has a name that is not elsewhere represented on this list. You know what? And that um, is exactly why when I saw his name on here, I thought, I know who that guy is. I know exactly who that guy is. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. He is the unfortunately very rare Black artist in this genre. He got his start sharing covers on social media in 2014. Like, and in 2014, he had like a million Facebook followers because that's where, you know, that's what we were doing on 2014. Mm-hmm. He does a ton of collabs which feels very fun and very smart. He has like Dan and Shay energy. I Do you know who they are? I absolutely no idea who Dan and Shay are. The one way you might know who Dan and Shay are is that they did that song 10,000 Hours with Justin Bieber. Do you know that song? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway, the song that I made you listen to of Kane Brown's mm-hmm. is Nothing Compares to You, which is not that duet with Mickey Guyton. Not Sinead not, O'Connor. Okay. Not Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Yeah, I yes. kind of remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. It is just like a real car song. Mm-hmm. It's a dancing in the kitchen song. It is like, and Mickey Guyton, who we'll get into, is just like a very, is like a diva in like the singer mm-hmm. version of diva. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's like my song of the summer. Great. For sure. Great. Midland. Also know who they are. at my house. You know who they are because one of the members, mm-hmm. one of the members, Mark, is married to Ty Haney. She of Outdoor Voices. That's right. They formed this band in 2013 after discovering their musical chemistry at jam sessions that were held when they were all together at Cam's wedding in Wyoming. Claire, I want you to take a moment to picture what it was like to be at this wedding. I want you to picture what it was like to be marrying someone who was forming a band while you were getting married. (laughs) It does feel like those joke bands that then become real, you know? I hope so. I hope that's how it went. I hope they were just sort of like dicking around. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know what? This is actually really good and fun. Mm-hmm. They fall for me into that like, oh, the 90s sound is back. Or even mm-hmm. like sort of like the late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s mm-hmm. country songs. And two that I love are called Cheatin' Songs and Burnout. Okay, so to move into the women, mm-hmm. one of the great things is that they all have really distinct names. And thus it is so much less confusing. So if you just want to just ignore the men mm-hmm. altogether, you are super welcome right. to Country radio has pretty much taken the opposite approach mm-hmm. where they ignore all the women mm-hmm. and just play the Lukes and Jasons mm-hmm. and Zachs okay. and whatever. So we can we can go down the other okay. road. And there's such a I we talked about it on the podcast before, but there's a really good book called Her Country by Marissa R. Ross mm-hmm. that like gets into various of these artists um, and just women in country music mm-hmm. in general. OK, so Maren Morris, mm-hmm. you know, Maren Morris. I know um, Maren Morris. She's huge. She's huge. She's so she, cute. She's so cute. She's so little. She's this tiny little thing, t- like pocket size. Yeah, um, she's very cute. And yeah, she's spunky. That's a terrible word. It is a word that like <laughs> vaguely sexist older men use to describe women who assert themselves in 
any way. So I apologize. <laughs> but are we taking back Spunky like we're taking back Bonnie? <laughs> yeah. Like Tina Fey? So. Is that what we're it's doing? Like, yeah. I can't tell you how grossed out I am by my choice to describe her as <laughs> Spunky. It's awful. It's patronizing. She, you know, I, I, she, she's outspoken and she's not she's afraid to outspoken. piss people off. And I know that about her. And I know that song, The Middle. Why don't you the middle. just yes. in the middle? That one. You totally know yeah. it. You just sang it. Mm-hmm. You just sang the whole thing. Which um, is very poppy, though. Well, so that's a pop mm-hmm. song. Yeah. That's not a country mm-hmm. song. So she, as you noted, there's a really good diary of a song on the middle. I love and diary of a song. And that one is so good. It's so good. One of the points it makes is that like she was brought in yeah. to sing on this and they didn't know she was a country mm-hmm. artist. They just really liked her mm-hmm. voice. So it was like a very unintentional sort of crossover mm-hmm. thing. Her songs, The Bones and My Church and Rich. I mean, they're, like so My like, Church so is the other one I know. And then oh, the high so good stuff. But My Church, I feel like, is somehow made its way to me. Made its way mm-hmm. to you. I feel like you probably know The Bones, too. Don't sing it for me. Bones are good. The rest, it's like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do like that song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think That's you might nice like Mary Morris. No, I do like yeah. Mary Morris for sure. I'm sure I like all her stuff. Speaking of her being unequivocally political mm-hmm. and outspoken, she very much like talks back mm-hmm. and gets into these social media wars and just like whatever in a way that is like so impressive and also has to be so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And Tucker Carlson called her a lunatic country music person on his show back when he had one of those. And she made up merch to say lunatic country music for, for person. And then it featured the phone number for the peer support and crisis hotline for trans youth and donated portions of the proceeds to that um, This was related to her fight with Jason Aldean, right? Or his wife, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she raised over $100,000. Yeah. I have a question. When Tucker Carlson refers to you as a person, do you think that's a compliment because he's, like, not taking the opportunity to point out that you're a woman? You know what I'm saying? Wow. I mean, honestly, well, I have <laughs> thought about, okay, I have thought about this particular mm-hmm. phrasing It's so a lot. specific, the person of it all. Because it's so good because if he had said lunatic country music artist, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been something that yeah. fans could wear yeah. in the same way. Like he, it, what a gift it mm-hmm. was to say just person because then it really could be embraced by all of her following. And she just this week rebranded her fans, the lunatics. Mm-hmm. Perfect. As a nod to this. No, I um, think he thought it was a nag because he's like, I don't even know what to call you. I, I feel like this might be a compliment for her. To I acknowledge think, I think, her yeah, Well, she certainly turned it around. Mm-hmm. She certainly turned it around. So she just released this week these two tracks that are part of this release called The Bridge mm-hmm. that are a little bit of her like goodbye to country music because she's just like, I think at this point where she's like, I'm this is an uphill battle. I've tried to like fight these wars here and I need to like move past mm-hmm. it. So it'll be very interesting to see what she does next. But she feels like our next like full blown crossover mm-hmm. artist. She's also part of, like you mentioned, the High Women, which is a super group to listen to if you need like a cool woman country gateway Mm -hmm. group. Kelsey Ballerini Mm -hmm. is our next, next crossover artist. Mm -hmm. She has a song called If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too that is an obvious ode to the Chicks song, Mm -hmm. Goodbye Earl. She does a duet with Shania called Hole in the Bottle, which is like a wine drinking song. And neither of these songs is the divorce song that's all over the internet right now. No, no. I don't love the divorce okay. stuff as much personally, but she's de- but she, she's definitely doing her like big divorce moment for sure. For sure. She well, she and Taylor Swift were going through the breakup at the same time. And I felt like there was a lot of that happening. 
And she's also dating Chase Stokes from the Outer Banks, who used to date his co-star Madeline Klein. And so that he see you know oh I know so all you about know a ton about oh I know a ton this. about you know a ton about oh yeah you know every you know everybody who's everybody's dating on this list, I can so that's provide great. all the celebrity gossip for these people I just don't know right, that much about their right. music I right t- right right and right, I know right, right. a lot about Kelsey because I feel like her debutante moment was presented by Taylor originally yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah, yeah, yeah. was like this girl's yeah. cool and was like putting her on um, her Instagram and stuff. But the thing about her thing now is that her ex-husband, who she divorced, did something awful. Then she had to give him half of all her money, yeah. even though they were married for two yeah. seconds. So then she immediately gets with this guy, Chase Stokes, who everybody had loved that he was with his romantic interest on the show, Outer Banks. But now Kelsey and Madeline are showing support for one another on Instagram. The only thing I really know mm-hmm. about Chase Stokes is the style of pants he wears, which are a lot for me personally. He does a whole thing. It's not my vibe. He does. He does a whole thing. And I think it is super her vibe. I think, I think she like loves it. it. And I think they have incredible chemistry, although it seems incredibly yes. performative to me. I will be very interested to see if this lasts. I'm so happy that she's happy. I gave them about two weeks and I feel like they've been going strong for at least two months. So yeah, no t- <laughs> they've defied my expectations and I'm starting to wonder if it's real. Could this be real? Totally, totally, totally. The other thing to know about her is, or that if you want like a good taste of Kelsey and the the, the energy and mm-hmm. all of that, you should watch her performance at the CMT Awards this mm-hmm. year where she brought on drag performers from RuPaul's Drag Race mm. to perform, which like got exactly the sort of Re- response from a sort of like CMT, a portion of the CMT audience that she was ostensibly soliciting. And she's from Tennessee and like all of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mickey Guyton, who we mentioned, she <coughs> is like a little bit like Leanne Rimes meets Whitney Houston. In this Her Country book, at, at the like in the epilogue, the author talks about how she was convinced that like Mickey Guyton was going to be the next Shania or, or Faith mm-hmm. within like a minute and a half. But because country music is as racist as it is, that has not happened yet, which is really, truly unfortunate. But she started writing songs over the last few years that addressed some of the like her identities mm-hmm. and stuff that she wasn't doing before. And the song All American and Black Like Me are really good examples. And she was also one of the judges on the show My Kind of Country that I really loved. Mm-hmm. And Lainey Wilson, which I was telling you the other day, she has seven CMA nominations. Oh, yeah, you did. She hasn't even headlined a tour <laughs> You yet. were very invested Like as in if this. that was going to like mean something. <laughs> like who cares? But like I just, she also has excellent TikTok energy, okay. which maybe is a pitch for mm, you. Yeah, no, uh, click on that. Her 2022 album is called Bell Bottom Country. And I feel like that is her vibe. She does okay. this sort of like hippie-ish thing. Her two big songs are Things a Man Ought to Know and Heart Like a Truck. My favorite lyric that I think I've encountered in the last couple of years is from her song Straight Up Sideways. Mm-hmm. And the lyric is plastered like a drywall. Oh, that's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Have, like, what a great getting drunk euphemism mm-hmm. that you have not encountered. Yeah. Plastered yeah. like a drywall. Yeah. I am going to permit myself an aside here to tell you about like the country lyric that I think about all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. that I would enroll in a PhD program just to like write a dissertation on it. Mm-hmm. You know who Chris Lane is? Of course, he's married to Lauren Date. Lane. Perfect. I feel like she used to be Lauren Love or something. Like she had an equally cute last name before. She was a bachelorette. She was Love Lane. Or Love she, Lane. I yeah. no, I think she was a bachelorette. Or was like on Bachelor. Okay, I think she was yeah. maybe on the Bachelor. They have two babies together. Perfect, Claire. So he has this song called "Big Big Plans," which is her pro- his proposal song to her. The yes. video is basically him proposing to her. The chorus goes, "She don't know I got some big big plans. Built a little house on some hand me down land." 
Hand Me Down Land is the most specific, like this reframing of inheritance of generational wealth is like the craziest. Like you didn't get this land at a garage sale. Hand Me Down Land. It's not like some leftover thing with a hole in it that you just found. Like it is so fascinating. It's like so next level. There's so much there. So much. So much. Obsessed with it. Just absolutely obsessed with it. Okay. I have two more people I need to tell you tell, about. Tell me. Keep it going. Haley Witters. She's from Iowa and there's like a whole Midwestern thing going. And she sounds like Natalie Maines from The Chicks mm, a little bit. Good sell. Great, great sell, right? There's a good New Yorker profile on her. And there's also her two of her songs that I love are called Everything She Ain't mm-hmm. and I'm In Love, which both do have that like early Chicks energy. And then Brooke Eden, who... When she was a teen, she like opened for Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn in local shows in Florida. And she is the a rare queer out artist. Wow. Um, yeah. She has this very, very cute song called Sunroof that is like a very like a driving bop. And the video is her with her girlfriend slash now wife. She married her wife, Hillary Hoover, in 2022. And Trisha Yearwood officiated. Wow. Love. Very cute. Cute. We love it. Very cute. Okay. I have one more like theory to share with Mm -hmm. you. Tell me. I think that country women are primed for crossover to pop music specifically. Like examples are like Taylor and Casey and to a certain extent Miley, Mm -hmm. right? Because country songs have super prominent lyrics and storytelling Mm. and the lyrics are mixed so that you can actually hear the singing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like, as an old person, I do not feel like is the mm-hmm, case with most mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. And if you can figure out how to perform a country song and, like, do that storytelling, you were just primed for, like, prime time with a few sonic tweaks. Totally. And the other way out, this is Disney, which I feel like is asking for the same things from people. Yeah. Like, a song that's, like, you know, it has to, like, be pretty straightforward, right? Anyway, strong opinion, loosely held. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. I'm going to say something nice about a man who knows, you know, if he'll make me regret it. He probably will. Could go either way. He probably will. I believe it was Hunter Harris who said that they will always make you regret it. Yeah. Hopefully not for a while. But who can say? Very true to form. I'm late to becoming a fan of something incredibly mainstream and obvious. And it's Post Malone. Erica, I just love him. I just had no idea. Tell me everything. His songs are very earwormy. And I feel like nobody told me and I got really annoyed with Chris. I was like, if something is like earwormy and obviously likable, I'm going to like it. So why didn't you tell me about it? And I and what did he say? Well, how did he defend himself? Speaking of men being disappointed, he dismissed it as ludicrous that he was supposed to tell me about these things. But I'm like talking about crossovers. Post Malone is I think started as a hip hop artist, but is now like a pop He's a pop mainstay. I mean, yeah, he's very poppy. And anyway, Chris, yeah. Chris is a hip hop aficionado. You know what? Here's the other thing I will say that to defend you and to throw Chris under mm-hmm. the bus. Chris got you tickets to see Ariana Grande before you knew you liked her because he knew she was all over your running playlist or that like basically had that mm-hmm. sense that like you like this person or would like this person and just like haven't accepted it yet. And I feel like he could have done that service. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a separate issue where I pretend like my running playlist is not my taste in music. (laughs) Like it's and then it's wrong. Well, it's like the whole Taylor Swift thing where I'm like, I'm not like a Taylor Swift fan, but like every song on my running list is Taylor Swift. And same with Ariana Grande. He's like, what are you talking about? You're always listening to Ariana Grande. And I'm like, this is what you listen to. Anyway, 
I think Post Malone is incredibly charming. He's got charisma. He has stage yes. presence, which is something yes. I just really enjoy. He's very earnest. He has a song Overdrive that I think the lyrics are, I'm just simply charmed by. The lyrics are, I'd remove my tattoos if that's cool to you. I'd do anything to be cool to you, to be cool to you. I could end it with her. If that's cool to you, I'd do anything to be cool to you. I just want to take a moment and talk about the, the fact that we're talking about tattoos <laughs> and cool in this. It, we found another way to bring it together. Also, this man's tattoos are on his face. So he's... Yeah. It's weird that he didn't say I'd remove my face tattoos to be cool with you. But just yeah. love the earnestness of, of I'd do anything to be cool to you. It really cuts deep for me. I honestly know very little about him. And I have only just love to profess for him. And I'm sure soon I will know far too much because my TikTok algorithm is listening to me talk about this right now. And they're like, we got you, girl. <laughs> the one thing I will say is like, he's incredibly of his generation. He is 28 years old. As discussed, he has face tattoos. He got his stage name from an online rap name generator. He credits his... Why not? There's actually no better way. <laughs> he credits his interest in learning guitar to the video game Guitar Hero. What? Right. He has done five collaborations with Crocs. Wow. He is. He has a rosé that he named after his favorite tarot card. Mm -hmm. He is a Magic the Gathering mega fan. And he credits his 55 pound weight loss to cutting out soda. Tell me something, anything that is more zeitgeisty than, than that bulleted list I just read to you. No, he's like what marketing people put <laughs> on a slide to be like, who is your customer? Yes. Yeah, no, totally. Minus the, it's like people who own five Crocs don't have five <laughs> Croc collaborations, yes. but everything else is, yeah. is like, yeah. yeah. That's all I'm going to say. If he does something wrong, I don't endorse it. I did read that he doesn't, he, I think he's pro-gun. So obviously I'm not, you know, as you can pick your pop stars, you can pick your politics. You can't pick your pop stars politics. Yeah. Or noses either. Or noses. Anyway, that's yeah. my contribution to our music package is that I've newly discovered Post Malone, and that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Let's end it. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.